kakshiaji. That's the Japanese term for hidden flavor, and today what we're going to be talking about is how you can use it in both your Japanese and non-Japanese cooking. You're listening to the Daidokoro Video Podcast. Hi, I'm Pat Tokuyama, and you're about to discover some of the tastiest ways to feed your mind, body, and soul. A pharmacist by training, you may know me as the founder of All Day I Eat Like a Shark, the food blog, YouTube channel, or as author of several Japanese cookbooks. If you desire to live a healthy life and are looking for a different way forward with a hunger for growth, then this video podcast is for you. Daidokoro is a Japanese term for kitchen. And I'm glad you're here. With each episode, we're going to be bringing clarity to your cooking by blending Japanese tradition and life lessons into bite-sized bits that even a shark would enjoy. Ready to make some magic happen? When I was a kid, one of the favorite games that I used to enjoy playing was Kakurembo. Kakurembo is the Japanese term for hide-and-go-seek. I don't know why I really liked that game, but for some reason, it was always fun, especially when I was the one doing the searching and finding people. I don't know about you, if you liked to do the hiding or the searching, I'd be curious, let me know in the comments. But either way, what we're going to be talking about is sort of hide-and-go-seek as it pertains to cooking. Let me explain. So I think one of the things that makes Japanese food, at least traditional Japanese food, unique as compared to other cuisines is the use of umami. Umami is considered the fifth taste after sweet, salty, bitter, and sour. We have umami. And I think it's the key to unlocking the ultimate flavor in your food without adding additional salt or fat. So let me explain. As you may know, umami can be found in multiple sources of foods. So for example, vegetables, beans, fish, meat, fermented foods, seaweed, and dried mushroom. And for all of those foods and others that I may have missed, there's three main compounds, also known as amino acids, and they are glutamate, inosinate, and guanylate. So if you remember from science class, if you were paying attention in school, these are amino acids. And naturally, some foods contain protein, and when those proteins are broken down by the cooking process, whether that's heat from cooking it on the stove, or mechanically, maybe you mashed it together, or even by microbes and their enzymes, what you're left with is what makes up proteins, and that is amino acids. And those three amino acids that I mentioned previously are really what help to change the way that you experience food. So if you want umami in its purest form, you can find it at a well-stocked Japanese grocery store or maybe even on Amazon. What it's going to be called or what you want to look for is ajinomoto. Ajinomoto is the Japanese word for the brand of the product of monosodium glutamate. And that's the synthetic version of umami. And if you've ever looked at different food packages and the ingredients, you may have seen it added um, or similar ingredients to MSG, maybe some sort of a mushroom extract or seaweed extract or protein extract. And all of those different extracts or MSG help to improve your experience, at least when you're eating. Umami has multiple beneficial effects on your eating experience. The first is going to be flavor. That's one of the most important things. At least that's one of the reasons why I enjoy eating. And the second thing is going to be texture. The third is going to be a feeling of fullness because you not only have umami receptors on your tongue or in your mouth, you also have them in your gut. So that's going to help to, I guess, make you feel more satiated or full. And it's also going to give some positive feedback to your brain that what you're eating tastes good. At least it's full of umami. And if you didn't know, the word for delicious is not only oishi, but it's also umami. The adjective version of umami, which is umai. 
So you might have, if you've ever watched a Japanese cooking show or a food show where people are eating, they might not just say oishi, they might say umai or uma, which means delicious. So now that you know how umami works, the other thing that it has going for it is that when you bring two different sources of umami together, they work synergistically on an exponential level. So it's not just going to be a 2x or 3x, it's going to be a logarithmic effect as far as how it improves the flavor and your experience when you're eating foods that have umami, either naturally added through the ingredients that you're cooking with or with ajinomoto. And if you want to go deeper on the subject, I'll make sure to put a little resource in the show notes that you can use as a reference if you'd like. So now you have a little bit more of a better understanding of umami, let's talk about how you can use it in your cooking. So fermented foods are one of the higher sources of umami that occur naturally in foods. So for example, kimchi or miso paste. And if you've ever used miso paste before, then you might have used it in some of the ways that I'm going to suggest. So the first example is going to be if you have a recipe that calls for anchovies, either one, don't have anchovies, or two, you don't really like anchovies that much and you don't want to use them. Well, you're in luck in either case because what you can do is use miso paste on a one-to-one -one substitution or ratio. Yes, the flavor may be different depending on what you're cooking, but for tomato sauces in a pasta, for example, you may not notice much of a difference. Why? Because the tomatoes have a pretty strong flavor on their own and the miso paste will take sort of a backseat while the tomatoes do their thing. The second way that you could use umami in your cooking is with a product called komekoji. So komekoji, if you haven't heard of it before, is actually a Japanese rice product that has been inoculated with aspergillus aruzie. 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 I love saying that. <laughs> and basically it's a mold that when you add some salt and some water will give you something called shiokoji, which is salted koji. You add just water and rice and then cook it in either a yogurt machine or in your rice cooker that's going to help to ferment and create a sweet koji also known as amakoji or you can just use something as simple as soy sauce and komekoji to make shoyu koji and the way that you would use each of those products in your cooking would be to substitute for salt substitute for sugar or substitute for soy sauce. And you might be surprised, especially if you've never had these flavors in your mouth before. It will add a little bit of a funk because they are fermented uh, bits of rice, but they also add a lot of umami naturally. The third thing that you can also use in your cooking, whether it's Japanese or non-Japanese, is shoyu or soy sauce. And soy sauce is a fermented product. It's packed with umami as well because it's fermented. And the way that you would use this in your cooking, whether it's Japanese or non-Japanese, could be as a substitution for salt. So yes, of course, it's going to depend on what it is that you're making. Sometimes you might not want a soy sauce flavor, but if you're putting it into like something like a soup or a stew where there's a lot of other flavors going on, then the soy sauce might take a little bit of a backseat and let the main flavor of whatever it is, the soup or the stew, take the front seat. So the fourth source of umami in Japanese cooking is sake. Sake is the beverage as well as cooking ingredient if you decide to cook with it. And sake also has a lot of umami in it naturally because it's also a fermented product. So it's good for both drinking and cooking. You can use it, for example, if you need to deglaze a pan if you don't have any wine or water on hand for whatever reason. You could use sake to deglaze and get all those brown bits of food stuck removed from your pot or your pan and back into the food so you can enjoy 
all of those delicious flavors that you worked so hard to create. And it's also great for marinades. So if you've marinated anything with alcohol before, sake is another great way that you can help infuse flavor into your food. And mirin is another Japanese ingredient that you can use similar to sake. It's a little bit on the sweeter side, but if you are going to be using it, try to find hon mirin, which is true mirin in English. And it has a little bit of a flavor in my opinion. And it works in similar ways that sake does for your cooking. And last but not least is dashi, which is the all-purpose soup stock or broth that you would use in your cooking. You can also use it for marinades, seasoning, soups, nabemono or Japanese style hot pot. And for non-Japanese cooking, you could use it in place of a traditional stock, whether it's beef stock, chicken stock, or vegetable stock. So to recap, those six ingredients that we just talked about, miso paste, soy sauce, koji or the koji products, sake, mirin, and dashi are all unique Japanese products that you can use even on Japanese cooking as well as your kakushiaji or secret ingredient. So let me know what you think. If I missed anything, share in the comments if you are watching on YouTube and if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform, consider sending me a voicemail with your feedback or any questions that you may have for a chance to be featured on a future episode. Thanks for joining us today from wherever you're watching or listening from. And if you haven't yet, it'd mean a lot to me if you could share your thoughts in a review on iTunes to let me know what you think of this new video podcast. Um, then I can take that feedback and make things better for next time. And to celebrate the launch of this brand new video podcast, we are going to be doing a little giveaway. All you got to do to enter is subscribe and send us a screenshot of your review. Make sure to check out the link in the description or show notes for all the details. And I'd encourage you to share this with a friend or a loved one because if you've gotten value out of it, chances are they will too. Want to try cooking Japanese food at home from scratch? Head over to alldayie.com slash aisatsu, A-I-S-A-T-S-U to get started today. And if you're new here, make sure to check out alldayie.com slash daidokoro, D-A-I-D-O-K-O-R-O for all the show notes, bonus materials, resources, and more. 